it's Tim Patterson. This is Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee for August 10th, 2020. Yes, we're moving uh, into the third week already of August. Now, I would say that usually this time of year, uh, my good buddy Rich and I are heading out on the second or third Tuesday to California, to Monterey, to Pebble Beach, Concord d'Elegance, to the historic races. None of that's happening uh, because it's all been canceled due to the coronavirus. We're going to go play golf this week, uh, which will be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, but, you know, I also had a social gathering uh, with with more than just like two or three or four people in the last few days. I went up uh, over the weekend on Saturday to visit Brad Kleiner at his, uh, I guess, retreat, if you want to call it that. It's where he lives, but he's, he has, it's like 20 acres outside of Portland. And he's kind of moving his business there, restructuring his business. I've had Brad on. I'll, I'll put a link uh, in the show notes. But he had kind of a soft launch to his company, Grounded by Cedar Root, where he does training and executive coaching and a lot of other stuff. I think I had him on here a couple of months ago to talk about that. Had a little band there, acoustic country rock band, doing a lot of covers, Eagles, America, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. A lot of fun. You know, had a beer, had some brats, and uh, we were wearing masks, doing the social distancing. But I'm going to say, you know, for the two or three hours I was there, there was, you know, as many as 25 or 30 people that kind of circulated through, came and went. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was mellow. Um, <laughs> I didn't shake hands, although I saw a couple of people doing it. You know, I'm doing the elbow bumps and with the mask on, you know, just like this. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's kind of the way the world is right now. Uh, I want to also kind of uh, transition here to the same sort of subject, but in a different arena. Two or three weeks ago, I had Kevin Carty of classic exhibits on and Kevin was kind of previewing along, along with other things that he was going to the together again, expo uh, late July in Orlando, Florida, I think 200 exhibitors or so, maybe 1500 to 1800 attendees, an industry event just to kind of show how it would go with people got back together, what kind of, you know, social distancing and protocols were in place. And of course to get there, they had to fly from Portland across the country uh, to Orlando uh, and so that also, you know, you got to wear mask on the plane and that sort of thing. Anyway, I was curious to catch up with him, and that is exactly what we did. And I got a kind of firsthand look uh, from what he had to say about what he experienced and he and his team at the Together Again Expo uh, in late July in Orlando. Here's how that conversation went. I want to welcome Kevin Cardi back to Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Kevin, you're back from uh, Florida. How how that feel to to be in the air there and back? I'm just curious. <laughs> It was interesting. It was good. It was exciting. Um, it was kind of a combination, to, to be perfectly frank. It was a combination of uh, of, of excitement and anxiety all, all kind of wrapped I up. Bet. In I bet. I you bet. Know? So you were down there for an expo in uh, late July called Together Again. Uh, I believe it was just a one-day event. Is that correct? It was. It ended up yeah. it was just a one-day event. We had one day of setup and then uh, one day event. So it was uh, an industry, trade show industry event. Tell me a little bit about it. Sure. Um uh, definitely just a trade show and event industry uh, related event um, geared towards uh, showing uh, the world, so to speak, um, certainly showing our industry, if nothing else, showing our industry and, and our customers that um, uh, a trade show or a live event can happen in a, in a safe fashion. So that was the, the, the sort of 30,000 foot goal of the event. Interesting. And, and I, when I heard about it and I said, Florida, huh? Florida is like one of the the coronavirus hotspots, but obviously yeah. the, you, you can with a certain amount of preparation, do that. The NBA is doing the rest of their season in Florida inside the bubble, as it were. 
which is another side story, but yes, <laughs> which is fascinating to watch. But so as far as the show went, uh, how many exhibitors, how many attendees? Uh, total number of exhibitors, I think there was uh, right around 250 exhibitors, and the final numbers will be out soon. It was small, um, but around 250, I believe, was the final exhibitor count. I think they had 15, 16, 17 virtual exhibitors. Um, if you mix staff with people who walked the floor, I believe their final number was in the was, was close to two grand, two thousand people. Right. Um, and, uh, and then with virtual folks, I believe they said they had about 4,000 people engaged virtually um, who they may have just been logging in to um, watch the general sessions or watch the breakout meetings. Um, uh, and they also did some uh, touring around the uh, show floor as well. So not huge, but certainly significant as far as it went. So in your conversations with attendees and exhibitors, what kind of things came up? What you guys talk about? Uh, what was the sense of what you got from everybody? You know, obviously, the 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 a couple of things stand out. I mean, everybody is is eager to find ways of of, of being able to get back to our core business, right? Um, right? And so, people were generally excited to be there. Those that were there were genuinely excited to be there. Um, you know, you mentioned Orlando and you know, or Florida and being kind of one of the COVID hotspots. Um, ironically, and it sounds weird, I guess, to say this, but ironically, if you think about it probably not a better place to do this first because um, you're, you're going into a hot spot to show right. that we can put on a, um, um, an event. But the overall vibe, of course, was very exciting because uh, people were just excited to be back in a show hall again. Um, and I'm not saying people were excited to get on planes or stay in hotels. Um, you know, uh, those all have their challenges still as well, but um, I think people were just excited to, to see what the industry was doing. A lot of press was there, which was nice. If you follow yeah. on LinkedIn, you'll notice that they've posted a lot of uh, different reports and um, uh, both uh, news reports as well as a lot of uh, uh, newspaper outlets that have uh, picked it up and reported very kindly on it. So let's talk a little bit about logistics. I know you probably, uh, obviously, from the time you left home to go to the airport to get on an airplane, there were certain things you had to do. As I understand that you probably had to wear a mask on the plane, that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, kind of walk me through that and, and how, how that went from, from getting, uh, you know, from Portland to Orlando and back. You bet. Um, so uh, initially I booked my flight, to be honest, on for two reasons on Alaska. Um, one, because Alaska had a direct flight from uh, uh, Portland to Orlando. Um, uh, and then also Alaska has a policy, much like Southwest does, um, of keeping the middle aisles um, open, or the middle mm -hmm. seats open, sorry. Right. Um, and so that was really my driver there. Um, and uh, then my flight got canceled. Um, and uh, <laughs> so I ended up actually had to take my little puddle jumper up to Seattle to catch a direct flight, um, which was still fine. Um, kudos, kudos to Alaska, not a commercial for them, but um, Alaska did an amazing job. Um, once you get to the airport in Portland, um, and then also again in Seattle, in particular, the Seattle or the, uh, the Alaska terminal areas, the signage was actually better than some of the other areas. Um, they were really managing space. I saw a, a, an attendant actually run out while they were boarding our flight, run out into the middle of PDX to uh, sort of verbally assault someone who was walking without their mask and, oh, no. <laughs> hey, you got to have a mask on. Um, but it was nice. It was nice. Uh, a couple other things. When you get on the plane... Um, uh, it's a little bit slower um, boarding process, right? Um, and then once you're on the plane, um, I found this fascinating. I don't know if it was particular to our plane or our flight staff, whatever, but um, if you needed something from the overhead bin, 
um, you hit the button and they actually came and grabbed your bag and set it down next to you um, so that you <laughs> can get it and then put it up. They're really trying to manage the number right. of people that are um, in the aisles. A lot of people ask, well, what's the Orlando airport like? Um, and what was Orlando like um, when, you, when you arrived there? I think there's an expectation that there's just people walking around willy-nilly with no masks and um, um, having COVID parties in the middle of the street. Um, <laughs> certainly was not the case. Um, and, and ironically, um, my planning was I did not want to be in restaurants. I didn't want to do any of that sort of stuff. And so um, I ended up renting a car, kind of weighed the safety, uh, right. of taking Ubers back and forth versus getting a car. So we rent, rented a car. Um, my first stop was a grocery store. I went to the grocery store. It was just like grocery stores here. Um, there was one way in and one way out. Everybody was in masks. You had to have them. Um, I got groceries for the uh, hotel so I could um, uh, have stuff there so I wouldn't have to be out about too much. Hotel, one entrance. Um, you know, most hotels you can go in, you use your room key and get in different different ways. One entrance um, that you could go in the main entrance and then you could exit out any of them. Um, uh, elevators, uh, one group at a time. So if you are just all by yourself, you're going on, you're going up, and then the next people are waiting. If you're with people that are with your party, it's that group that goes in and goes up. Um, I was really impressed with the, um, I stayed at a Marriott Town Place Suites um, across from SeaWorld. Um, they have a sort of a 48-hour policy where no one's going to be able to use the room um, after you leave or you know that no one's been in there for 48 hours and they've done hmm. this deep cleaning and it smelled like they had done a deep wow. cleaning. Wow, okay. Um, those all actually helped kind of, uh, 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 calm the nerves a little bit, um, through the process, whether it was, uh, in the, um, on the airplane or, um, rental car or, uh, and the rental car also smelled like bleach when I got into right, it. Right. Um, so I mean, people are definitely being mindful and, and doing their best to try to make people feel safe. What about protocols getting into and out of the, uh, the, the location, the, the yeah. uh, arena? Um, that was great. So um, we were in the West Hall of Orange County Convention Center. Um, for setup, we actually came through the dock side instead of the front side of the building. So, and at the dock side, they had um, a table set up there. You had to have your masks on um, when you're outside, period. But as you're walking up, um, they had a temperature check station. Um, so they checked your temperature before you could even get beyond the gate, which you still then had another couple hundred yards to even get to the hall. So they checked your temperature. As long as you te tested out, you got a sticker, said, I'm cool. And then um, you made your way in and then um, went through the dock area into, um, uh, into the back side of the hall. And that's where we, where we entered. Um, as soon as you enter in, um, the signage uh, was overkill. And I think that was the right way to go. I mean, there was, there was way too much signage, to be perfectly honest with you. But that's great. It was on the floor. It was on stands. Um, uh, uh, or, uh, Orange County Convention Center staff, as well as the Alliance Exposition staff, um, worked really hard. And you could tell they were working totally together in unison, um, walking around, making sure people had their masks on. If their masks were below their nose, they walked right up to them and were like, hey, got to get that thing up there. Definitely, I think, Frustrated a few people, um, not a lot, but there was a couple that come in particular mind. You might read about it in the article I just wrote that's going to be published next week. But um, there's there's uh, um, everybody else really complied well. Setup was smooth. Um, uh, everybody maintained their distance. Um, I you know noticed some people bumping elbows every once in a while, but um, uh, other than that, most people didn't even. I mean, uh, best of friends that have, haven't seen each other in months. Right. Just, 
I think everybody went into this with the uh, with the mindset of of the eyes of the industry are on us. And quite honestly, the next day during the event, there was cameras on us the entire really. Day. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. So what was I'm just curious? What were the exhibitors' purpose of being there other than to show they could do it? Were they doing individual things like obviously you guys did what you did uh, as a as a you know small booth? What what kind of things were you seeing? Um, a mixture. I, I think some people were just there, um, right, just to be there and, to be, and there, to be a yeah. part of the event. Um, but in large part, everybody had a little something that they showed off, you know, whether it was um, uh, there was some uh, cleaning companies that showed the fogging devices. Um, right. Is after setup um, overnight in between uh, from when setup broke to when the show opened the next day. Um, the old, the best way to describe it is, you know, you put a fogger off in your house to kill bugs. Um, <laughs> they fog the hall, um, but they're done, you know, aisle by aisle and they go right. down and uh, that was great. When we got there the next morning, there were signs on the exhibits um, indicating that it was, had been cleaned and you could tell there was a little bit of film on the, um, right. on the counter surfaces, but people were showing different types of guards, um, uh, different safety uh, uh, things that they have created. Um, uh, some people were showing just their traditional um, uh, product lines. Um, but for the most part, I would say probably three quarters of, of people were showing something um, tied to how their business had pivoted, whether it was safety related or not, something to how their business had pivoted. Interesting. So uh, I'm curious, what kind of takeaways did you have when you walked out of the building uh, after having talked to a lot of people? And uh, what do you think the future holds? Obviously, it's a very resilient industry and, and uh, th they will find ways to move back. What do you see coming out of them? You know, I, um, number one, I think there'll be um, a couple, hopefully as many as three more of these events. Um, I know uh, uh, it'll, uh, by now people will have heard um, the next one is going to be held in Vegas um, mm. on the 4th of September, Friday before Labor Day weekend. Um, and it'll be at a smaller venue. Um, uh, again, all protocols in place. So um, I think people are looking forward, A, to um, forwarding this initiative of, of, of showing how we can put on um, safe events. Um, I, to be frank with you, I don't think anybody's expecting a whole lot of business between now and the end of the year. Right. Um, there are some events that, that seem to be still, you know, heels dug in, um, that they're going to happen. But most of those, if you're looking at them, and in and, and a lot of conversations I had with some associ different associations that were there, there was a lot of associations that were present. Um, is that um, a lot of those events that are have their heels dug in like they are going to happen, for example, they're probably going to have some sort of a hybrid event um, where uh, people can, um, uh, you know, go in digitally and, and um, uh, uh, or be on site. Um, they did a great job with this event, Tim. Um, yeah, there's, it was the very first time that they that it's been done, so there were some glitches, um, but they weren't bad glitches. Um, most of them were on the virtual side. Um, the speaking area was phenomenal. Um, they had everybody uh, broken out and, and spaced out, and it worked out really well. Even the food, the food has been done totally differently. It's more kind of like, think of, uh, well, we're from Oregon, so think of food carts, right? Right. They're like food carts over in the corner, and they're all separate, and then people have you know line, uh, li lines to keep themselves separated to, to wait to get their food, and then the, the eating area, they were only allowing four people at a table so that everybody would, would maintain their distance as well. 
Well, it'll be interesting to see how the next uh, several smaller events go. Obviously, a bigger event, a larger event like a CES, which uh, moved to virtual, is is just a whole different ballgame uh, trying to deal with those types of things. But, uh, you know, uh, no one was, can predict the future. No one can see what's gonna, what it's going to be like in six months. So. No, it was inter- I have to say one thing. It was very interesting timing that even though this was a small event, it was very interesting timing that we were kind of happening um, on the heels of Semicon um, and its virtual event because um, the difference between that sort of face-to-face engagement versus, and again, Semicon, first ones out there in, in many ways, um, that, that uh, virtual experience didn't necessarily go well on the exhibitor side, went mm-hmm. well on the presenter side. Um, and so there was conversation about that on the show floor of like, you know, this is so much better having this sort of an engagement than having this sort of flat two-dimensional, um, no real connection with a customer engagement that, that something like Semicon had provided. Yeah, there's certainly pros and cons. We could talk about that on another day about the virtual events. Uh, uh, but you're right, it's a challenge and it's not the same as face-to-face. So, no. uh, Yeah, Kevin, I appreciate you spending time and, and sharing your experiences uh, about the Together Again Expo last month in Orlando. Uh, great to hear your perspective. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, all. Thanks as always, Tim. Thanks again to Kevin Carty of Classic Exhibits. Really appreciate you spending some time and sharing uh, your insight into what's going on in the industry right now. And as you mentioned, there are more of these shows coming up, so keep your uh, eyes open, your ears open for that. Uh, let's see. You can find me at tradeshowguide.net. Not sure that I mentioned that at the top, but please uh, go there. Everything that has to do with the world of Trade Show Guy Exhibits is there. My couple of books are there. Uh, many other things, some freebies, uh, links to our, uh, our our exhibit page and our exhibit design search. I'm going to close with this week's one good thing. I've been watching uh, the Blazers, Trail Blazers, back in action along with, uh, I think, 20 teams in the National Basketball Association in the bubble in Orlando, speaking of Orlando. Uh, so far, so good. I, I was skeptical that they were going to be able to pull it off. I know Major League Baseball's got some challenging issues around the whole uh, containing the coronavirus. They're not really containing it very well. But the NBA seems to be uh, doing it quite well. And I've watched uh, five Blazer games and peaked at a couple others. And go Blazers. I've uh, been rooting for them since they started 50 years ago. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, they can make the playoffs. And then who knows what will happen because they've got a different team now than they had just uh, four or five months ago when the season I had the plug abruptly pulled on it. Uh, as of this recording, they've got just a couple of games left, and uh, it's it's dicey about whether they'll make the playoffs or not. But nonetheless, the NBA is back, so let's call that this week's uh, one good thing. Have yourself a great week, and uh, we'll do it again next time around. Trade Show Guy, Monday morning coffee. I'm Tim Patterson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.